Hey guys, Dave again. Just wanted to remind you that just like last week, this week we're dealing with some technical trouble with our mixer. So another episode with some subpar audio, but don't worry. The quality of the podcast more than makes up for what you're dealing with with the audio. So enjoy one of the greatest episodes of Downton Abbey. I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on Downton Abbey, Cousin Matthew arrived to Downton Abbey, and he did not get along with everyone yet. Carson, the butler, he was caught up in a scheme of extortion Robin's past. This does not play into anything in the future of the show. And that was pretty much it. It was a pretty uneventful episode. So now, on to episode three. I just died on your arms tonight. Must have been something you said. I just died on your arms tonight. Alright, so episode three. The goat, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. You want to cut to the chase? I mean, you can't really cut to the chase without yeah. describing the chase. Okay. So, you know, Mary met Matthew last episode. Did not take her by storm. You know, it was just like, oh, this guy. All right. I, I don't know if I want to marry this guy. And so they receive a letter in this episode, episode from Evelyn Napiers. <laughs> Evelyn is his name? Evelyn is his name. Evelyn. I, I was legit like, wait, a woman is mailing him? And then a man showed up. And I was like. Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah. What man is named Evelyn? No offense to listeners who have Evelyn as a name and you're a man, but I don't know. You're, you, you, that's a that's an interesting name. If you if you're a man named Evelyn, hit us up and come on the podcast and talk about your life. Yeah, well, they they receive a letter from him to come visit because it sounds like he has interest in Mary and he wants to bring her only his buddy, uh, a Pamuk, a Pamuk, a Kamal Pamuk, which again led me to think like. This could be an interesting looking guy, Kamal Pamuk. It doesn't sound like an English person. It, oh, yeah. And, you know, like Downton Abbey, they're all like squares. Yeah. They're boring. <laughs> they're and, boring rich people. And who shows up as Kamal Ooh. Pamuk, uh, the squarest, <laughs> whitest bread dude ever, but so damn handsome. Where's, Is he? He's not really white bread or square, I don't think. He's well cut. Well cut bread. Well, okay. He's artisan yeah. bread. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Whereas he Matt, might be like pumpernickel. Okay. Interesting. You don't always choose it first, but once you choose it... Hmm. But he is handsome, though. So, he is dapper. Whereas Matthew shows up and everyone's supposed to be like, hey, he's a pretty handsome guy. This guy shows up and they're like, damn, this Keep, guy. Yeah, keeping in mind this is March 1913. So this is... A full year after the cousin had died. Yes, a full year after the events have, have gone into play and... Like six or seven months, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't yeah. want to spend. I don't want to count on my hands for this podcast. Right. Many months later, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's funny how many comments they devote in this episode to describing how handsome he is. Uh, Edith, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Grantham says quite a treat for the ladies. Yeah. Uh, Bates quips, "I gather he, as in Thomas, cheered up when he saw the gentleman." <laughs> <laughs> Bully Mr. Bates. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, the, the guy is handsome. I mean, 
It's crazy though. So this guy, he takes the whole house by storm. They're all so happy to see him. He's only there for one episode because, spoiler alert, he doesn't survive the episode. No. This guy should be part of this show. Like he is a, he, he seems like he's an interesting guy. He's from Turkey. Uh, yes. He's handsome. Mar- Mary likes him. Mary likes him. He rides horses really well. He's also a real rule breaker. Oh yeah. He, he loves to break the rules. And he goes on to star in the Divergent series after the... Oh, I had no idea. He was... I didn't even look up his IMDb. Pamuk. Yeah, they just missed the chance to really, you know, give Theo James, the actor, a, a good... Did they, though? Paycheck, yeah. No, no, because actually everyone remembers this. Everyone the, rem- yeah, he's the goat. Yeah, everyone This episode is a happened. goat episode of Downton Abbey. And that's because he dies. <laughs> well, not because... I don't think it's just because he dies. I think it's the, the series sudden, of events. Yeah, that leads it's, up to It's that. a very memorable series of events involving... Mr. Pamuk. Yeah. So, so in the per- first two episodes, dinner did not go according to plan. Like, there was some kind of tiff or whatever. It was not pleasant. This one, everyone's charmed by this Mr. Pamuk. He, Everyone. Yeah. He dreams of a better world with dentists. Who is this guy? Who's, who's this charming Kemal Pamuk? <laughs> Who loves but you know who's not charmed by Pamuk? Cousin Matthew. Yeah. And... And our our other new friend Evelyn. <laughs> yeah, I love Matthew's reaction to like seeing uh, uh, Pamuk win over Mary. He's just like, well, looks like this guy's going to just going to take her and sweep her off her feet. If you want to talk about how this time difference in the show actually affects anything, we're mm-hmm. starting to see Matthew seriously warm up to Mary. Yeah, yeah. If anything, he's jealous of of Kamal, 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 Kamal. I know jealous. he doesn't look like a Kamal Pamuk, but he <laughs> <That> is. <laughs> Just like he, no, Evelyn Napier's does not look like an Evelyn. Well, him, it, it's like he's starting to see, like, my cousin is hot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want Pamuk to sweep her off her feet. Right. But there's other stuff going on with Matthew that we can we can get to later, though. Mm-hmm. With other uh, oh, Grantham members. Yes. Yeah. So, Pamuk, he, he, you know, he arrives, they, they ride horses. Okay, so they go horse riding, first thing, when they show up. Oh, and, and uh, Mary has, like, people that are supposed to be her keepers, and she shoes them away the yeah, second like, she sees Pamuk. And, and, and Napier? Is, it, is there a little implication that she thinks that both of these men are handsome men? Or is it 100% Pamuk out the gate? I think if Pamuk wasn't there, she'd be like, all right, Napier's I can work with. But since Pamuk's there, it's like, no, 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 She's like, I got got two studs. Yeah. And when she shoes away Grantham, he's like, well, why doesn't she want me around? And it's like, like, yeah, no. No, dude. (laughs) I guess you got to think of, like, in that time, Mm -hmm. there's not that much time away from mom and dad. Especially when mom and dad live in a giant mansion. And it's not every day a handsome guy actually shows up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You got to deal with, like, Mosley walking around and stuff. Like, nope. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so they go they go hunting, and the thing that struck me about the scene is there were all a group of them are riding these horses. All these dogs come out of nowhere to help them with this. Like, where do they find all these dogs? There's so many dogs helping them in this hunt. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And then the dogs you don't see them again after that. They just They're disappear. Just a pound. They, they must have like a pound. I, I imagine. I mean, otherwise... It's just all these dogs, like like 30 dogs. Because Pamuk and Nefiris, they roll up on two horses. It's not like they bring this whole dog set with them. No. It's definitely uh, the the unabby somewhere. Someone, there's a kennel or something, or a, not a pound. <laughs> They're putting down dogs you know what they, you know, the time. You know there. where they keep the dogs? In, in dark, black, painted houses on the, on the perimeter. So yeah. nobody sees. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, uh, Mr. Vic is the one who controls the dog. Right. <laughs> Character we really don't see. They don't address too Michael much. Michael Vic. <laughs> Maybe that's the name. They don't really say. Right. So anyways, uh, after that, they have the dinner. Uh, everyone's won over by, by Pamuk. And then Pamuk is getting his... Or no, he, he gets his... his uh, his tie tied before before the thing uh, by Thomas. Oh yeah, and Thomas is like, I'm gonna make my move. Thomas, who who, what was it? The Duke. He had already had a romantic relationship with the Duke. Mm-hmm. Thomas is like, you're foreign. Oh, even Thomas has a quip when Pamuk shows up, and he's just like, Oh, I'll take him. He says to Carson. Carson's like, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> you got Pamuk. Yeah. Komal. And he just puts his hand on Pamuk's face, and he's like, Get off me! Like, who are you? But Pamuk, being a resourceful man, turns a bad yeah. into a good. Yeah, he's like... He says, I got a favor. No, he says, show me the geography <laughs> of the ma- manor. <laughs> what an odd way to describe the man. English is not his first language. You need to give him a, a pass. That is fair. Turkish. <laughs> Turkish? Is that the language in he, Turkey? He is Turkish, yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't even think they say he's Turkish, ex- Turkish explicitly until later on the, the downstairs. He works say, at the Turkish embassy. Oh, right. And he's the reason for, like, world peace over there for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an important guy. Very important. So the, Not a good guy, though, I don't think. Right, because as we see, once he learns the geography of the manor, he tries to get with Mary. And she's oh, like, he, he, like, outright starts making out with her and she's earlier like, in the episode. I don't know about this yet. And he's just like, who cares? Yeah, he's like, you may be a virgin. It don't matter. He's like, I'm not going to... He makes some comment like, you will still be for your husband. And it's real creepy. What does that even mean? Because we don't even see what happens. It's like smash cut. Oh, he's dead. No, I'm talking about before. Oh, she, yeah. They have like an encounter in the hallway. Or is that in the bedroom? I thought it was in the bedroom. What? I mean, either way, they have an encounter in the hallway where they make out. You'll still be a virgin. Yep. But is she? I don't I don't know. It's not clear. It's not clear what happened. It's all very... I think that... It's incredibly vague what goes yeah, on So yeah, room. how do you think he died? She says he... Did, no, do they start doing it? Because he, he lets out... He's, he's naked. Or is he, he just in his underwear? No, he's, he's definitely naked. He's definitely nude. Because they're carrying him in sheets later, and it's like, why would they be carrying him like that if he was not wearing his drawers? Mary's not... Is Mary, was Mary naked? Did she clothe herself before revealing? So here's the thing. He lets out... She said he let out a yelp, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> so I would think they're, they're doing some of the, oh, some of the business. But Mary's so resistant. There's a chance that did, did, we don't even really see Mary 100% like in on it. <laughs> Wait, are you it's saying it's a little rapey? Yeah, it, it's not a comfortable situation. So, are you saying that he may have just <laughs> done like nutted himself and then just <laughs> I, no, no, <laughs> like how else? Because if he did, if, he, if that's how uh, that is the way to die. If you have to what? choose the way to die, to just nut and die like that? It's a climax. Sorry, this is an X-rated conversation, but like, we don't know how he dies. And it's not clear that it's he a has... a heart attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know what caused the heart attack, because was he having sex with Mary or not? We don't know. He was doing... Was He wasn't just standing there alone. He wasn't just lying in her, in her bed naked. And just yelp. <laughs> they could have been like heavy petting and then he died. That's fair. And that was just too much for his heart to take, his Turkish heart. <laughs> the hunt took a lot out of him. The yeah. travel took a lot it out of him. It had been a long day. Yeah. Been... Maybe he took a lot, wrong turn in the manor after learning the geography, you know. <laughs> yeah. Something went something wrong. Something bit him, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Thomas did something to him, maybe. Yeah, Thomas's hand. Thomas has poison in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still a mystery to this day. Still a mystery. I, um, Julian Fellows, if you listen, please answer. tweet at us. Uh, come on the show. We'd love to have you. We'll talk about what happens 
in behind that door because you know Julian Fellows mm-hmm. knows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And uh, after that, you know, she turns to Anna, Mary's best friend in the house, Anna, and they have no choice but to go to Cora to help hide the body. They they're, they're like trying to mother. Fig- <laughs> trying to figure out. And one thing again about how this show works in general, mm-hmm. I always forget things in this first season. And I was like, they're talking about like who else has nothing to lose by this. I thought Anna was gonna call up tagging her 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 little bow. Oh, Bates. But no. But they they mentioned Bates because he's he's got the the bad leg. He's, oh, yeah. he's not strong enough. He's gonna he, slip and fall oh, with yeah. a body. <laughs> He'd just drop it. He would drop it. But no, they bring in mom because if dad found out. Uh uh-uh. No no. And Cora's disappointed with her. Of course, Cora's disappointed with her. And you know, as much as they try to keep this quiet. Who sees what's going on? Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. Like, it's like 5.30 in the morning. What are you doing up, Daisy? Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> She's mousy. She's a nocturnal for That's us. true, because, like, she cra- cracks open the door and just sees the legs of his body being drugged into a room. But that, that's it. And, uh, and then from there, Thomas and O'Brien find out also. Yeah. Like, and that's... Well, Thomas knows, because he led her... Right, he knows geography. He, he he's the he's the geographer. He's the cartographer. <laughs> of he drew the map. Right, and uh, and I get uh, Brian's like your secret's safe with me, which means like, did Thomas just come out to O'Brien? Like they seem pretty. No, I think O'Brien knows that Thomas is gay. I, yeah, Sam Bates seems to know too. It seems like everyone knows, <laughs> so it's just not discussed. Uh, but that was the cliffhanger of the episode. Other stuff happened in the episode. Other notable stuff happened in this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's start with, uh, with Matthew and Edith. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus, uh, they're checking out churches in the episode for, I have no idea what reason. They, they just decide to go on a, a church tour. You want to talk about a time jump? Edith, her cousin, who is mm-hmm. supposed to be the heir, has been living there for six months, and she's like, hey, it's time to go check out the churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- last episode, she was like... I don't mind Matthew. He's not that bad. And now you can clearly see she is like side eyeing him. She like she at, wants Matthew. Yeah, outright. Right, exactly. And he doesn't really catch it because he's just like, oh, we're just going on a church jaunt. He doesn't really realize this is a thing. No, he doesn't think his cousin wants to sleep with him. <laughs> Imagine if Edith gets the entrail. Oh my god. Entail, entrail, whatever. And that and was... <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be the end of Down Abbey. But poor, poor Edith is just punk. Sort of. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about with Evelyn? Because there's that moment. So after they have this great day out uh, going to churches and everything, she, I like I like her disappointment. Like, is the day coming to an end? And Matthew's like, let's look at another church. Oh. And she's like, maybe we should go home and hang out. And he's like, no, let's yeah. keep going to houses of the Lord. But she's okay with that. Uh, she's, she's not really okay. She's kind of like, oh. She isn't, yeah, yeah. We're starting to see old bump in the road either. Right. And then later that night at the dinner... She literally turns and looks at Matthew and Evelyn, and Evelyn's like, gotta go, bye. No, yeah. <laughs> and he just, like, he gives her thorough shade. And he wants to bring his mom. Cousin Matthew. Yeah, He's yeah. like, let's do this again with my mother. Right. And yeah. Edith is just like, oh, damn. Yeah, it, it's just not working out She's for thirsty. Yeah. yeah. And also, what is Evelyn? I mean, your name is Evelyn, dude. Why, don't turn down Edith, okay? Who do you think you are? Evelyn, yeah, that sounds like a like a, a, a two women. Yeah, yeah. Edith Napier. It works. Yeah. Also in this episode, mm-hmm. 
a limp corrector. <laughs> hey, this is so silly. So we know Bates has a problem with walking around. And he tries to solve it in this episode in the worst way possible. He goes to, like, this shop. Mm-hmm. And the guy's real curt with him out the gate. Not yeah. a pleasant guy. No, Bates like, does this work? And he's like, I wouldn't sell it if it didn't. <laughs> and he shows him, like, a, like a Terminator leg. <laughs> It's this contraption that just does not look He's like pleasant. it's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> Very well. I can manage. <laughs> I, I can, yeah. He can, hashtag, I can manage. And the guy warns him, you can't go slack. Don't know what that means yet. Apparently that just means anytime that Bates just doesn't feel like standing upright completely, he's in pain. Like, completely. And he's like, Ugh. Hughes he's... says he's white as a sheet at one point. <laughs> But he's really not. <laughs> he has a lot of color in his face. I don't know what she means by that. That's um. That is what Mrs. Um Hughes that says that. Right? Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's she thinks she knows what's up. Something's right. up. Right. And he reveals to her what's up. After an episode of like, not quite episode one level antics of him being a clown. No, no. But no, he's no. just like grunting and groaning and miserable. <laughs> and people are like, episode. "What's going on with Bates? Don't don't mind him." It would almost be better for the viewer. If mm-hmm. we didn't know he had a limp corrector. We know he went to a doctor and we find out at the end of the episode he had a limp right, corrector. Right, yeah, we don't need that scene. But we also, well, we need that tie-in with uh, Gwen early on and be like, oh, what's she up to? Which really doesn't matter either. Yeah, well, but, but the, the thing with, with Mr. Bates in the leg mm-hmm. is just like so many of these other B-plots in Downton Abbey, it just has like a little resolution where it's like, yeah, you don't need this. Yeah, he just takes it off and throws it into the water and... My memory is, like, misty, because I thought that leg corrector actually worked. I thought, I, for some reason, I thought that he just threw it away because it worked. No, he throws it in the water. Yeah, because it doesn't work. I completely forgot But we don't that. know if it works or doesn't work. We know he just pusses out. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, is he really pussing out, though? Because he's just... He wore it for, like, two days. The guy says, it's gonna hurt. Of course it's gonna hurt. The guy's telling the truth. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Yeah. What, what Mrs. Hughes is basically saying is that just be limp. Yeah. It's okay to be limp. And, I mean, Bates even says it himself earlier in the episode, uh... When he's talking to um, Gwen, uh, you can change your life, just be hard on yourself. <laughs> Which is just like. <laughs> Terrible advice. Yeah, it's not the most pot- encouraging advice. But, uh. I mean, it's not be hard be hard on yourself, but not like. Not physically. Go, to, go to some weird doctor who has a log cabin that he sells yeah, Terminator legs out of. Don't be a masochist. That, that's the one. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe if you were for a week, you would have been fine. <laughs> the, the, the rotting of his leg from the bolts being in there just goes the away. The bolts aren't in his leg. They're not in his skin. Oh, I thought they were drilled in there. That's why there's blood and stuff. <laughs> I guess maybe. He's like half Terminator at that I point. I guess every time leg. I watch Down Abbey, I'm half asleep. Like Even <laughs> if the episode, even it's a goat episode, we've, we've said that multiple times. And even right. still, I'm like trying to not look at my phone and then I wind up playing a game or something. I'm like, Come oh, on, wait. man. I'm taking notes throughout the I'm session. taking notes too, but I'm yeah. just saying, Down by Nature tends to to be a little slow. Well, because it has like these C and D plots, like this one that we'll get to now. Uh, Gwen has a typewriter. So early in the episode, she has this massive case on a shelf, and they don't tell us what it is. And it's like, why does she have a case on the shelf? Anna's trying to get it down. But no, Anna's trying to, to consolidate because they live in these cubes, basically, these yeah. tiny rooms that Mr. Bates so gleefully loves in episode one. Right. And then uh, o- O'Brien uh, puts out on Front Street that she... Uh, she has a typewriter in there. She goes in the room mm-hmm. and looks at it. Right. She, no, no, you know, she doesn't do it. She just tells... Does she... she... There, there's no scene of this. They, they just see the typewriter and it was brought to the te- everyone's attention by O'Brien. To Mr. Carson. Right. And he was like, why would they have this in their room? 
I don't know, Carson, maybe because someone wants to write letters to her loved ones. <laughs> it's a typewriter, yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. And then Gwen comes in there, and she's like, what is going on? She's, yeah. She starts crying to herself because everyone's judging her for wanting to do better for herself. Which is just like, that's just crazy that they're shaming her for wanting to improve her life. Uh, but we have a key player in her success come in. Right. Perhaps a, a sleeper of the series thus far, Lady Sybil. Yeah, she comes out of nowhere. I don't even know how she... Oh, she finds out at the dinner because that's a topic of discussion there. Like, why would one, one want to improve their life? It's great enough working here because they want more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Sybil, she finds... Sybil comes in and is like, do it. I'll be your reference if you want to leave. Yeah. And good good, good gal, Sybil. Yeah, she all she did was circle a job listing in the newspaper and hand it off and that was enough. You know, like, it's kind of a nothing of the plot. You know, like, it's mm -hmm. about Gwen and Sybil just kind of comes in and assists. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, good. Yeah. These little character beats are what we need from these characters because there are so many freaking characters on the show. And it, it, it also is a indicator of, like, Sybil's a little bit more independent. She's not going to do what her family says. Like, I mean, the Dowager said, I would prefer to be a maid in a large, nice house than a dark office. And Sybil's like, well, actually, maybe I'll... I'll so people want different things. Yeah. Again, first world problems. Like, you don't exactly. know. You ain't never going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of what else happened this episode, I think those are the, the big things... That went down. Um, I'm thinking, that, yeah, that's pretty much it. The limp corrector. Yeah. Pamuk. Yeah. One thing I noticed in this episode, I don't know if it's worth discussing, everything is put in a soft focus for some reason. Like, I, I'm always like... It does feel very hazy. Yeah. Like, I love the visuals of Downton Abbey, and for some reason... Yes, all the corners. The yeah, corners. They're fuzzy for some reason. Like, I don't know what's going on in the, the corners of Downton Abbey that they need to keep it fuzzy, but... uh. They do that throughout this episode. It's really annoying. I was like actively... I thought something was wrong with my browser when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Not good. <laughs> Not a good artistic choice. Yeah, Julian we'll will have to ask you about that. We know that. who directed this episode. Ben Bolt. We're calling that's, a, that's a bold name. Yeah. He directed, the, he directed episode one, episode two, and episode three. Okay. Who's Ben Bolt? And he hasn't done Google anything him. else? This is the Downton Abbey wiki, so that's all he did on Downton. Oh, okay. Ben, we're calling you out. Lord to grant them. Ben Bolt. It doesn't even sound like a real name. Just TV shows. Doc Martin. Murdering the first. Great. All right. Vikings. Ben Bolt. Well, really, really you, daring, you daring suck. choice. <laughs> really daring choice for this episode, Ben Bolt. You do suck. Yeah, get out of here. Julian Fellows. Fire him. Yeah. Well, I think this is his last episode. A goat episode that's shot bad and, and really relies heavily on this this amazing A plot. Yeah. Do we want to get to the power rankings already? Do you have any notes? Anything that we uh, haven't said? I, I do like the discussion of uh, people worrying about Mary getting older. <laughs> like I do have a dis one, one thing, one mm -hmm. note. The Dowager has what is referred to as the stud book. Well, what's that? A book of the bachelors. <laughs> She's keeping tabs and like yeah, they were, they refer they refer to the stud book. Okay, so well, like like <laughs> does that include cousins? I don't. I, I honestly don't. Again, again the show is just as hazy as Ben Bolt's crap directing. Yeah, that I don't remember the scene precisely, but mm -hmm. the Dowager has a stud book and is aware. I think of Napier. She's like, okay, this yeah. guy, this guy's in the stud book. Oh yeah, he's one of the handsome men. He's one of the handsome men. Don't uh, let's not talk about his, his friend Kumal Parmuk. Yeah, yeah, he he was added to the book and then immediately crossed out. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, uh, I 
she also comments on Mary that hopefully the bloom doesn't go off the rose. Mary is like, again, like last episode, Matthew just saw her and he was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Pamuk is going nuts. Pamuk is like Napier predatory. Is yeah. Yeah. So I don't think anyone has to worry about her getting older, okay? she She's firmly going to get what she wants. Yeah. Another thing that, another note that I took was mm-hmm. the scene of them discussing. They refer to the world finding out about Lady Mary and Pramuk and Pramuk being dead mm-hmm. as, uh, I didn't write the full quote, but it's a scandal so notorious. Oh, yeah. It would, it would destroy the family's reputation. <laughs> yeah. That she may have slept with, uh, we don't know what he did with the man, but he died in her bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a scandal so notorious that it would destroy the family. Like, well, how, what is there to destroy? Their reputation? What? We don't know their reputation relative to other... Maybe that's one that would be nice to know. I guess it's the, the fact that he's a, po- a political diplomat that has a reputation... Lord Grantham or, or Pamuk? Uh, Pamuk. That, but that, I don't think the scandals... Of the, oh, that he died with her? Yeah, 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 yeah. She would not be able to get with him there. International notoriety. Or what would the notoriety be? That she, she slept with him and you don't want to sleep with her. She'll... You may die if you if you hook up with her. Yeah, Doctor Clarkson will have to come in and give us a little breakdown of that. Yeah, see what's going on there. I think that's really the only other. I did have a note about the 150 dogs. Yeah, again, I don't know where they keep those dogs, and they who let them out? Maybe we don't know that. <laughs> who? 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 Yeah. Oh, uh, this this episode does have a minor. I don't know if it's a cliffhanger, but it happens mm-hmm. at the end. Miss Patmore. Can't, oh, can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very subtle. She's like, "Can you hand me that, Daisy?" And Daisy's like, "What's wrong with you? It's right here." What's wrong with you? Hand it to me, Daisy. Yeah, it, 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 there's no follow through or anything. It just comes in and like the last three, four minutes. And uh, yeah, there's, we'll follow up on that later. I'm sure. Miss <laughs> Patmore, heavy drama. Miss Patmore can't see. Yeah. Whereas Pamuk comes in, sweeps everyone off their feet, and has this whirlwind episode. We're left with Pat more and what will happen to her. Yeah. All right. So I think it's time to get to the power rankings. Yes, the power rankings. You want to start us off, Dave, with who's uh, who's down in your this, book? This week, I I mean, I had to change the format. Okay. I did a bottom four and a top two. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll start with your number four. Mr. Bates. Because <laughs> he, he can't... Because can't the limp corrector. You yeah. want to forgive Mr. Carson in the last episode for redeeming himself after this awful thing. I don't want to... Minor moments of redemption don't make up for bad episodes for the character. So, so the trend for Bates was uh, down in the first episode because everyone hates him. Second episode, he's kind of in the middle. Up because he's like a, a stand-up guy. But now he's way back down. What? No, well, he's, no, he's, no, the, he's, he's the bottom of the... Uh, right, he's the, dealing with issues. He's doing okay, but... Yeah. That, yeah. I'm looking at my rankings right now, and I kind of think I could have done more, but I'm going to stick to what I wrote. Just know that okay. I wrote this when I watched the episode. All right. Um, I, I guess, do you have three and three? Uh, I, I have a three uh, for down. Uh, well, I'm, I just did number four. So, yeah, so you do your number three, then I'll do my number three. Okay. Uh, Thomas is my number three. Okay. Because he puts his hand on a man, and he gets <laughs> so completely rejected. Uh, that's it, and that's all, man. He, he just he just gets denied and ashamed. I guess? I mean, I don't... Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he just wants to be loved, and, uh, yeah, he doesn't... He, he puts his hand on the man's face. He doesn't, he doesn't try anything else. That's enough, man. There are other ways to be... I guess... I think he's more of an idiot in this episode. Okay. All right. Well, who's your number three? My number three, not necessarily, uh, he, he just comes off as a sort of a buffoon in this episode, is Cousin mm. Matthew. Okay. 
All right. Just because he, he's so oblivious to Edith's advances. Edith is hitting on him. Yeah. And then clearly we're starting to see seeds of uh, of attraction towards him and Mary. Or Ma- him mm. and Mary. It's not reciprocated at this moment. Right. But he's got a thing for Mary, and she, like, beelines away from him to go talk to Pamuk. Yeah. And it's just, like, not a great not a great look for him. Dark times for him. Yeah. Uh, all right, so my number two in going down is Bates, again. Uh, just because the dude can't walk, and he has bolts in his leg. Like, why would you think this is a good idea? Like, what is your problem? Uh, so, yeah, he's number two. Yeah. So throwing it in the water doesn't redeem the fact that you're grunting and groaning about a terminator <laughs> leg. Yeah. You're number two? My number two, Lady Mary. Okay, really? Cause she, wait, wait, cause why? It just didn't wind up good for her. She picks the she picks the dead, the man with the bad heart. Yeah. He dies in her bed. Yeah. And a, a scandal so notorious. I mean, I was pretty happy for her that she. No, actually, yeah, she gets yeah she gets preyed upon. It is pretty bad for her now that I think about it. <laughs> it's like, not a good episode for Lady Mary. No, no, no. And at I know all. I know there's some. Some people think that I am anti-Lady Mary, and while perhaps I'm not her biggest supporter, yeah. I do look at this on a week-to-week basis. Not a great week for Lady Mary. Yeah. A dude dies on top of her naked in her bed. Right. Maybe yeah. it's the best moment of his life. Definitely not the best moment of her life. Not at all. Uh, my number one, the worst, keeping with Trent, the one guy who's in this only one episode, Mr. Pamuk, is the worst. I agree. He's my number one as well. He, he just seems like he should be such a larger character on the show, and then he just dies. Like, just dies. He, he, we don't even know if he if he's if he's successful in like winning over Mary there before he dies. No, I yeah yeah Pramuk, bad week, bad dude comes off as like a, a, a really handsome, charming, noble dude hits on Lady Mary. He's a predator. Yeah, he's not a noble guy at all. He's kind of a pos. Rest and piss. Rest and piss, Pramuk. You don't belong here. Get yeah. out. Right. Uh, I'll start with my up. Uh, Edith, I have on the trend. Oh, come words. on, man. She's, no. She is happy for once, okay? Just let her get some. She's not happy. She's attracted to Matthew, and she gets a date with him at churches, and, and you know, he talks He talks to her after the dinner. So uh, she has that going for her, okay? It's not much, but Edith does not get much through that this, this <laughs> season. So kudos to her. She's trending upwards. Okay. Well, <laughs> kind of a dud. <laughs> Number three. Okay. Downer. Edith the downer. Yeah. I don't have a number three from the... the oh, you only have two. I only have Correct. a top two. All right. Who's your number two? My number two is everyone not involved in the narrative of this episode. <laughs> why is... Why is it just seems like, yeah, everyone's having a pretty rough week. It's a terrible episode. For everyone. everyone. It's like, Lord Grantham doesn't really do anything good. Mm-hmm. The Dowager doesn't really do anything good. It's just like yeah. all these characters, but they don't die. They don't commit a, notor- a scandal so notorious that it crosses waters That's and borders. Fair. You know... A lot of, lot, I don't, Edith, not a good week. If, if she cracks, she had a pretty she decent week. The top, she had a decent week. If she cracks the top three, all the characters <laughs> that are doing nothing had a better week that, than her. Well, that, that is true. Uh, well, at number two, we have the periphery character, Gwen, who uh, looks like she's on I the, don't think she's periphery in this episode. She's definitely, like, the number two plot. That's true. The episode opens with her stowing her case on top of the shelf, uh, yeah, she's possibly could have a job. She, you know, she got exposed and everything, but she bounced back. Everything's looking up for her, so good for Gwen and her. She is my number one. That's how dire of an episode this it's was a, for it, everyone. It, it's a barren episode. No, but I do think Gwen. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about as I'm reading this now that maybe Lady Sybil should be a number three, but she's more of an. Ass- she gives the assist right. at the end. It's all about Gwen because we see the typewriter. 
it's not like one of these things with Carson or Bates where it's like you did something stupid and you get rid of it. And she did something good and she got chastised, but then immediately it's put mm-hmm. put to rest. And she ends the episode with this like very nice warm moment with with Lady Sybil. Yeah, I just think it's like a win-win for her. Yeah, good it's episode. Nice fun. Uh, I was kind of siding that way and also struggling with the think of who else had a good week on this show uh, until the very last scene uh, with Thomas and O'Brien. Uh, I think O'Brien oh, the schemers? is number one. Yeah, I think the scheming and scuffling is in full effect here. Okay, so Miss O'Brien? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> she she gets uh, Gwen caught out with that typewriter successfully, gets her gets her thrown under a bus, and then at the end she learns about the the, ge- the cartographer and his schemes with Pamuk <laughs> and that they may have hidden the body. She, she has information. Which she could use in the future for more scheming and scuffling. I guess. Uh, I guess she might have fallen. I guess she. She does get involved with Gwen. Yeah. I guess she has a DL good week. I think she she, she holds a lot. If more you were, if you were moneyballing Dylan Abbey, she would be statistically the best. Perhaps. She's on the way up because she she comes in. The, uh, she ends the episode with much more leverage than she came in with it. So. Shout I mean, out to I mean, maybe she was, maybe she took the L with the typewriter. Did she really though? She definitely took the L with the I typewriter. Mean, it helped her with Sybil, but at the same time, you know. No, no, no Miss, o- Miss O'Brien mm-hmm. takes the L with the typewriter, not Gwen. Right, right, but at least o- she got her caught out. Which is she a- got her? She she had a moment. Right. She's just un- unappealing. She's not supposed to be appealing. She she smokes cigarettes. <laughs> she, oh yeah, jeez. With a uh, with Thomas. <laughs> That's that is. I mean, I guess she is a heel, and the heels got to win sometimes. And she did leave the episode with a lot. I, There's a lot of potential the ex- at the expense of. Some stuff. Yeah. And we'll get to that in future episodes. Yeah. Miss O'Brien, maybe not Maybe not always going to be in the top three, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we did this, uh, gave this episode as much time and respect as it deserves. As Komal Pamuk deserves. <laughs> and uh, let us know if you have any questions or anything. Hit us up uh, on yeah, the social media. On social media. Julian Fells, we're, we're listening. We, we hope we can uh, we hear from you soon. Lenny? Yeah, Lenny, hit us up. Yeah, and we'll we'll catch you on the next yeah, episode. Yeah, well, Bolt, Ben Bolt, <laughs> go to hell. Yeah, we don't you want to suck. hear from you. No. Nope. Thank <laughs> God this was your last episode of Downton Abbey. Julian kicked you in the butt. Yeah. I would pay to I would pay to watch Julian Fellows kick a guy in the butt. Why? <laughs> I think Julian Fellows is a very weird man. He's a, isn't he a lord? He's lord. Is he a lord? Is I he has so, he been knighted, sir? sir? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if which I was is a, absurd. All he did was write a TV show, an iconic TV show. Yeah. We're talking about it. He also wrote School of Rock and Broadway. What does that mean? I mean, there's a lot of things. He's great. Well, Julian, hey. That's true. Congrats, Sir Julian. Yeah. We're watching your show, and we love it. We love you, Julian. All right. If you want to hang out with us sometime, let us know. See you next time on Lords of Grantham. That's it.